B'Shem Hashem Na'asev V'Natsiach, we're doing the Mesilat Yesharim, and what a great day. We're starting chapter 16. Tahara, purity. Hatara Tikun Halev V'Hamachshavot. So the number one goal in this chapter, ladies and gentlemen, is to purify and rectify the heart and our thoughts. And that's what we see by David. It says, Lev Tahor Varali Elohim, Veruach Nachon, Chadesh Vekirbi. That, um, David Hamelech, it says, David Hamelech says, God, you created me with a pure heart. You know, that's tshuva. Tshuva literally means to go back to your roots. So same thing. A lot of times, you know, when we want to get better people, become better Jews, become closer to Hashem, we think it's like an impossibility. But in a natural state, what does David HaMelech tell us? That naturally we're in this state of tahara. Then yana shelo yani achadam makom Tahara is this going up the ladder of holiness and godliness and angelicness that every action we do should be very decisive and particular and deliberately based on what decision we made on our wisdom and fear of Hashem and not because we're um, our animalistic desires the right not because we want to do something sinister right that has to do with chet or with taiva fulfilling our physical bodily desires. Even when you're doing physical actions, right? Should we be doing it because you're to, to fulfill your basic instinct and nerve endings and be like an animal? No. He says, how is this different than prishut, the previous chapters? Right? Because we're a wrong, right? We're going, uh, this is a different madrega. This is a higher level than abstinence. He says, even after you finished the chapter of your growth, to only take what you need from the world and don't take excessive physical pleasures, but why are you taking what you need? You understand? Tahara is based on your motive. This is going to lead into our other share of feminism. <laughs> you should know what Moshe says really. that it, it, Guys, sometimes... Listen, the best example of this is the Megillah we just read this week. Esther went and slept with a goy, a chashverosh. But she's still a prophetess. Because what was her motive? To save the entire Jews. Which means... If the actions that you do is based on the Gedolim, and who is the Gadol Ador, Mordechai, you understand? 
sometimes motives make such a difference. It's the difference between Gan Eden and Gehinom. You understand what I'm trying to tell you? So same thing here. The the, the, the Sharm is coming to explain what's the difference between abstinence, right, and purity, tahara, right? You understand, Shani? So he says, He says, this is taking you even a higher level. That even that little bit that you take, that's necessity to make you strong and hide the kayam, right? Why are you taking the food that you necessarily need? For Hashem's sake? For the sake of mitzvah, right? Like the Biskorov says, do you eat, do you make a bracha to eat or make a, you eat to make a bracha? He says that tahara is that you become so pure in your motives that even the little bit of physicality that you have to indulge in, right, and be involved in, you're taking it for the sake of heaven and not for your personal satisfaction, right? And he says, You should have good motives. And the ultimate good that's going to come out of it. And everything should be not based on wild emotion and uncontrolled, right? But it's very particular, calculated, because you're doing the right thing in the right way, glorious way, like the Rambam says in the end of Hilchot Deot, to make a Kiddush Hashem. And that's what Rabbi Lazar used to do when he wanted to have intimacy with his wife. He was very modest and he didn't, um, okay, you have to be with your wife, you have to enjoy it, but just because a person has intimacy with his wife doesn't mean he has to act like an animal, right? And do low-life things, right? The ultimate goal of the Torah is to make us a very distinguished, holy, and special nation, right? We're a cut above. The Torah has this unnatural, supernatural ability to, this is what the whole Sefer Atanya talks about. This is the unique thing of the Torah. The Gros says this in Shira Shirim. The, the Torah is the only religion, because it's the only real religion that the God gave, that can elevate the most mundane into holy. Right? So, Tahara is the motive. Why am I doing the physical pleasures? Okay? Sexual pleasure is very, um, satisfying. But why am I doing it? Right? This is, so Tahara is more like the why. What's your motive? Why am I doing it? For selfishness or for selfless godly reasons, right? Because Hashem wants, Right? Our goal is also to be a Evid, a faithful servant of Hashem, right? So the why is very important. And that's why Shalomah Melech says, Bechol yashar which means, in all your ways know Hashem, right? Let's say you need nine hours of sleep, right? The doctor said if you don't get eight, nine hours of sleep, it's detrimental to your health. And like we gave this year last week, you need to watch your health like the apple of your eye, right? The question is, are you doing it because now it's so gishmak, right? And it's like a selfish, right? You're into yourself. And it's like narcissism, or are you doing it because everything is, you, you've given everything to Hashem, right? Your whole goal and motive is to what? La'asot nachat ruach, 
liyotzreinu, to make God happy, right? And Shlomo Melech says, in all your ways, even if you go to work, even if you go to be with your wife, even if you go to, you know, eat, know Hashem. And this is extra credit for all you guys. Go look at the Gemara, what Rabbeinu Yonah says on this, in his Pirushan Mishlei. This is Mishlei chapter 3, Pasuk 6. But I'll tell you what the Gemara in Brachos says. Daf Samech Gimel, towards the end. Amar bar kapara, eze parashat ketanashat kogufei atayret tulimba. Bar kapara, the great colleague and student of Rabbi Kiva says, he holds this as one of the most important psukim of the Tanakh. This that we just quoted from the Nasila. You know why? He says, all the essence and foundation and fundamentals of Taira have to do with this pasuk. Bechol derachecha de'ehu. You know why? It's actually, I was in a, my Purim suit, I was telling about Shuva. He said, he said, we were talking about the four uh, uh, different parts of the Shulchan Aruch. So he said that Evan Ezer, I want to learn first. Because I want to get married. I said, no. I kept on telling him, I mean, I don't know if he understood, he was a little bit drunk. But it's, it's of crucial that Orachayim, right? Because it's, Moda'ani, you need to say every day. All those halachot, it's, it's the same thing by this concept. It's so global and every second of your life it applies. Any path that you want to take, what's your motive? To get close to Hashem or for selfish, right, animalistic reasons? That's why Bar Kabara says all the essence of Torah, all the foundation of Torah, is built on this pasuk of Shleim HaMelech. Chapter 3, um, Pasuk 6. You understand? He says, first of all, you always have to know. Whenever you get into Gashmias, it's like you're getting close to the mud. So make sure you don't get dirty. It, it's very hard to go make a billion dollar deal, right? If you're, or like, you know what I mean? Or go build, like, um, you know, our, our, our Jewish friends that have a five, building a five billion dollar mall in Miami and say you're not building it because you want to be proud of your accomplishments. It's only because you're building it so you'll have money to give yeshivas, which I think they actually are very honorable people and they are doing it for that reason because they're very, um, religious and, and wholesome people. But the, the issue that I want to say is, is that the Ramchal is warning us. Whenever you're doing something physical, you're much more closer that you're going to corrupt it. You understand? And do it for, indulge too much and do it for what? The wrong reasons, right? Rather than, and, and with this we need to say some jokes. So there's a famous story between the founder of Ger Hasidut, the Chidushei Harem and the Kotzker I believe that um, the Kotzker was the son-in-law of the Chidushe Harim. So the, the way the story goes is that Chidushe Harim had given a, a Siyam Ashas. It was a very special occasion. And his wife had made some very special steak. So in Chasidut, this is also a big thing. That... Whatever you do, you're doing it for the sake of God, to make God happy, not for selfish. 
So it's a funny story that the, the Chidushe Harim kept on telling his son-in-law, listen, this is a feast for a king, right? Keep on saying, I'm only eating this for what? The sake of Hashem, not for my own body, right? But it seems that his mother-in-law, the Kotzka Rebbe's mother-in-law, was such a great five-star chef that the smell of her steak would make you uh, drunk. Salivate. Salivate. So the, 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 the Kotzka Rebbe kept on saying to the shock of his father-in-law, I'm eating it for my stomach's sake. So his father-in-law said, what are you doing? You're going polar opposite. But he joked. He said, Unless, at least one of us is saying the truth. <laughs> so the Ramchal is, is really dealing with that. He says, don't think, this is a very high echelons. And you have to be kind of like a superstar sadiq. You should know, by the way, this is already in the realm of Hasidut, by the way. You know that. From, from a few chapters on, we said that you can be a perfect sadiq and actually eat food for the sake of, you know, Nathan, I'm enjoying it, right? But this is getting to a very high, lofty level that the, the, um, you should just know that it, it's much harder to do the physical acts of Shem Shemaim than the mitzvahs, you know? Cause, cause by definition, we're, it's a, we're physical beings, you know? And this is a physical act. So what does it have to do with the positive, you know, altruistic, you know, benevolent and angelic motive. So the, the Ramcha warns you. He says, He says, you need to be very careful when you go into the physical because don't overindulge, right? Don't go overboard. And he says, of course, when you're doing a mitzvah, the natural default setting is, of course, you're going to want to do it more for the sake of heaven, right? Because it's a spiritual holy thing to begin with. So he says that, um, he says, of course, even when we do a mitzvah, this specific vitamin that we're going up the ladder, right, of Tahara is, let's say you want to give a million dollars to Staka. Again, what would Tahara tell you? Now that you're on the level of a Tahor, right? You're not doing it for the fame and glory, right? There's actually a very interesting Shuvah Sarashva, my Rebbe, the, um, the, uh, Sivirkovich Shrita said in a shir, and it's very important. He says that they asked the Rashba that if my donating money, it will cause the whole community to give, right? Especially, I've seen this a few times in the last year. So, obviously, the highest level of a mitzvah is for it to be secret, right? Because then you're doing, you know, you're doing it for the sake of heaven. You're not doing it for the fame, the fanfare and glory. But the, the question comes out is, the yeshiva is not going to get built because if everybody, it's a secret that you gave, right? Nobody else is going to be motivated to what? Give. So the Rosh Prapaskins in a tshuva, and I have to ask my Rebbe which tshuva that is, that it is since for the sake of, the, 
the greater good is that this yeshiva should be built because the yeshivas are the moral university for our conscience and our soul for us not to become animals, right? Just like um, being a CPA and taking so much courses, being fascinated by economics, as my father had a PhD in economics and law, you know, it's known. The more educated the people, the less crime, right? But by the same token, the more yeshivas there are and kololim and more Torah and Musr, of course, Musr and Ashkafa people study, the more observant the community is going to be. So what I'm trying to say is, is that we're saying general rules here. But the greatest good will always come in specific situations when you ask the Godel Ador or somebody that's a Godel Bataira, right? Because for every rule there is an exception and everybody's life is unique. You understand? Every situation is unique. But 99% of the time, we have to be very vigilant if we want to be a Tahor, that we're not doing the mitzvahs to show off, right? And think we're superior to everybody else. Rather for the sake of heaven. And you should know, there's different levels of Shalom doing it not for the sake of heaven. One is that it's like absolutely you're a faker. You're only doing it, let's say, you, uh, you, for example, one of the richest guys in the world right now is our local Angelino Rechnitz, right? So you want to do a business deal with him. So you fake it that you're yeshivish, right? So you can connect with him and since he gives a lot, to, or you fake it that uh, you go donate also like $10,000 to the mirror, which is his famous, you know, his baby that he gives all these tens of millions of dollars to, through every year or two, you know? So if it's, if it's not for the sake of serving God at all, that's the worst, lowest level of Shalalishma, right? And you're tricking it. Some people, it's unfortunate. I mean, it's hard to believe, but, you know, they're just, they don't have that fear of heaven and love of heaven. They, when they do a mitzvah, especially tzedakah, it's purely for the honor. You know that? That's a very low level. And they're trying to trick people to think they're good people, even though they really don't care about the mitzvah. They just think, they just think it's the in thing to do. Everybody's doing it. And if I give the most money, I'll get the most honor. It's purely for the honor. This the Yerushalmi in Brachot says a person's table should be thrown on his face, right? Like you should take his the entire food on the table and just throw it to his face. It's very, that's a little bit like borderline scummy, you know? The only reason you're giving it, you don't care about the cause and the orphans, and the, you know, at all. It's like, it's a little bit, that is like, you know, because every mitzvah we do, you create a malach, you gotta think, what's the quality of that malach is that's gonna be created, you know what I mean? He says, There's another one that's decent, that kids, we start off kids with, that you, you give an incentive, right? Like you tell your kid, oh, if you learn this Gemara, or you finish this Masech and Shas, I'll give you a hundred bucks, right? So you want to get a prize. And that's the right way to start your Avodah, right? So, the worst is, it's like you're, you have absolutely no interest in the mitzvah, you're just doing it 
totally for the fame and glory, right? That's like totally, totally undesirable. But there's another thing that we should... Uh, to get into the mood, right? To get into the derech, to get into the proper path, you can motivate people, right? Like you tell a young professional that's not um, religious yet, okay, we'll take you to Israel and you only learn Torah like one hour a day and his main motive is, right? To have fun, go like to the Golan and hiking and ATVing. So that's the right way. Because it says, right? Not for the sake of heaven, you come to the sake of heaven. But you should know. Eliel Lopian says this. He says, the ultimate goal is to what? Get to Lishma. The sake of heaven. Which means, if you always want to stay, it's like, Shalom Lishma is grade school, right? Lishma is getting to high school and college. So, I'm saying people that always stay in the low level of, right? Which means, a good father, a good Rebbe, he, he brings in the people in the door to go to yeshiva or do whatever mitzvah they want to do for maybe not the right pure reasons of getting close to Hashem, but you, anybody starting this journey should know that the ultimate goal is what? Lishma. Because if you're not doing it Lishma, you're very far from perfection. And the goal of Mesir Sesharim is Shlemus, right? It's to make us the perfect servant of Hashem. The most best we could be, right? Not that, like some other people, I constantly, I'm in contact with them out of necessity. And they're so unbalanced because they they have a lot of love for Hashem, but there's no fear and decorum, right? There's decorum. Like we always have to fear Hashem. The Zohar says, "Bidechilu rochimu rochimu dechilu." We have to fear Hashem, right? That's the basis. Then we love Hashem. But if your whole relate, if, but if there's no fear, right? And it's not the proper balance, we get into dangerous territory. Okay, have a good day.